The Bears, the Baylor Bears, were so impressive, roaring back to beat Auburn in game one of the basketball season. We're here, baby. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Bay. We're brought to you by FanDuel. I'm your host, Cam Stewart. Thank you for making it your first listen today. And every day, happy basketball season to you. It's happy, isn't it? Didn't look like it was going to be for a while, but the Baylor Bears come back late in the Stanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls and defeat the Auburn Tigers 88-82, the final. And before we get into Baylor, Auburn is a good basketball team. I said it in the preview yesterday. Uh, that's a good team out there. They receive votes for top 25. That's a team that will just pile drive somebody later in the week and should be in the rankings. I don't know if it'll happen for them in week one. I know that the AP poll, coaches poll, I think it's just AP in basketball. It doesn't really matter. Um, these days, we're looking at Ken Palm mainly. Baylor was seventh in Ken Palm. Auburn was 16th. So this this is a good basketball team, um, and I think that's one that's going to get better too. I also think Baylor's going to get better. We're going to talk about that in the third segment, but for now, the way the Bears played down the stretch, man, that was awesome. That was awesome. I was so ready to do the show, even, even late into the second half of, mm, you know, a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of points left on the board, still some of the same problems we saw last year. I don't want to get too down because I think this team's going to be better, but darn, that's a missed opportunity. And thankfully, because of the kids, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that because the Bears closed the game on a 16-5 to run. They were down 77-72. I think at the under four timeout was when it was 77-72, and they just roar back, and it wasn't anything fluky. You know, it wasn't this wasn't the most fluky thing, but it wasn't Adam Flagler 19 straight points. Like it was just hard nosed basketball, good looks on the offensive end, good defense. This is <laughs> one of the best defensive performances I've seen from a Scott drew team that gave up 80 points, <laughs> which I didn't think they would score. And they almost didn't um, because in flashes in spades of this game, they, they played really good on the defensive end, in the interior especially. Um, now, then again, there were some phases in the game where they were exposed, including on the interior. But overall, this team made the plays down the stretch. And it was different guys, too. That's what I mean by it wasn't just Adam Flagler taking over. And that was great last year. The TCU game is the one I'm referencing. But it was everyone had a part in this one, it seemed like. And it wasn't just five starters on the floor at the end of the game. Um, notably, Eve Misi making some big plays. I'm going to talk about him in the second segment. Um, but Jaden Nunn, who didn't have a dazzling game um, on the offensive end, was the dog we thought he was going to be on the defensive end. Made some big stops and big steals. He misses a shot that's impossible to miss. There's nobody even near him. And this layup attempt totally botches it. And earlier in the second half, Josh O gets one. Um, he's 10 feet ahead of everybody under the basket. 
and he just throws it in the stands. Um, it was plays like that that it was like, oh, I don't think this is Baylor's night. They're down nine at the half, a killer sequence with the three that puts Auburn up nine at the half. That was a back and forth first half. And Baylor comes out with the energy to start the second. And I look up, you know, five and a half minutes into, into the second half, and they're down eight. I'm like, you didn't get anywhere. Those are the kind of things that you're just like, maybe it's not our night. It actually reminded me a lot of the Creighton game uh, that knocked Baylor out of the tournament last year where they hung around, they hit enough shots in the first half, and and they but they're down at the break, and they have this nice stretch to open the second half, but they don't get any closer, which is exactly what was happening tonight and kind of did happen until the four-minute mark or so. Um, they couldn't get within four points. Every time Baylor scored, they, they gave up a bucket at the other end. Auburn hit some big shots. At one point, they were 7 of 12 from three, Auburn was. Um, they got some good looks, but I didn't think it was overall poor defending on the perimeter by the Bears. Well, these things have a tendency to even out, and that evened out on the Auburn side. They end up going um, 9 of 19 from three. Both teams shoot the exact same, 9 of 19 for 47%. And I apologize. I do have limited stats tonight. Um, they didn't have the stat broadcast up. I think that was probably an issue at the Stanford Pentagon. Um, my guy, Matt Roberts, knows how important those are. So I think that's a Stanford Pentagon problem. So I do only have a few stats coming from ESPN. And yeah, three point, nothing to write home about for Baylor. Um, but they but they did make the ones when they needed to. Overall, I mean, the stats are pretty even, y'all. Um, 43.3% from the floor from Baylor um, and 44.4 from Auburn. So uh, pretty similar there. Free throws, not terrific. Neither side shoots 80%. Baylor at 79 um, and Auburn at 68. If you take those two percentages, that's actually was my score, I guess, of this game, 79-68 Baylor. Um, the rebounds, even. Now, a positive sign for Baylor. And a lot of this came in the first half, but awoke again um, towards the latter half of the second is the offensive rebounds. Auburn actually has more on the night, 17 to 16, but 16 offensive rebounds. Oh, oh I'd kill a pet for that last year for Baylor because they were not getting that. And they weren't winning the rebounds, rebound battle at all. So that means they did win the defensive one, 26 to 25. Um, the blocks were a problem. Baylor missed a lot of shots. Um, in the paint, they had a lot of shots blocked, uh, 10 blocks for Auburn, uh, but Baylor makes up for it in the steel department, especially in the second half. That was one of the things that really brought them up by their bootstraps, 10 steals. And how about this? The thing that killed Baylor the most in the first half, 10 turnovers, 10 to five in turnovers in the first half. They finish with 13. Auburn finishes with 14. <laughs> They win the turnover battle. That would have been unthinkable. Eight minutes into the game, 10 minutes, 20 minutes into the game, they took care of the basketball. Part of that might have been that actually Ray J. Dennis was on the bench with four fouls for a good bit of the second half. Um, I saw some good flashes from Ray J. today. I still think he is going to be the point guard that this team needs. Now, that said, he played a little fast tonight. Little fast and loose with the ball, probably a little bit of first game jitters. Um, I think Jaden Nunn had some of that offensively as well. Um, 
I still think he's your point guard. I think he's a dependable point guard, but this was not um, his best night in terms of handling the basketball. And I, and I hope to see that he'll get much better in that department, but still to win the turnover battle after it was 10 to five at halftime. That's, that's huge. This team's got some cojones, man. This is, this is much like the teams we saw in 2020, 21, 22, rather than last year. They had some good, they had some good closeouts last year, but for the most part, they blew leads. Kansas State at home, TCU at home. Um, Kansas, they had a big lead at halftime. They they completely fell apart in the second half of that game. That was not going to happen tonight. And it's doubly impressive by the fact that you had one returning starter. And you were able to do that. So there, there's grit. There is toughness on this team. And huh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun year mainly because of the freshmen we're going to get to coming up after this. But first, I got to tell you about Prize Picks. Tonight's first sponsor of Locked on Baylor. It is the number one daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Now basketball season's here. And with that, my favorite one to do is the combo projections. You can do it across football and basketball. It's in the specials league that they have. It's created specifically for these, and it's two or more players from different sports or different leagues. So the example I'll use, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo of three points made in receptions. That's easy money. That's money in your pocket. You can watch all the sports that are going on right now, and you can have an interest in all of them, and it's easy money for you to win. And you can play alongside some celebrities too. Meek Mill, he does it. You can play alongside him in community plays in the promos tab to to view what their entries are and what they are suggesting for you. And it even offers, this is definitely my favorite part, the reboot policies that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for those basketball games, for those football games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half, doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy splat sports platform that has that injury insurance policy. So what you need to do, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and the code locked on college first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Made easy kind of sounds like Eve Meesey, does it not? Thank you, guys. I'll be here all week. <laughs> it's it's wild to think that if I told you with five minutes left in the game, I'm going to do the second segment of the postgame show about the freshman, and I'm going to start it with Eve Meesey. You'd be like, Cam, you're burying the lead, and you're just as stupid as you always are. I can't deny that. But it's Eve Meesey that makes the plays down the stretch. I mean... I can't tell you guys, this has been such a long football season with Baylor and my team being the Patriots. This is this has been a long, hard football season. I haven't had much sports enjoyment in a long time. When Eve Misi throws down that dunk off the turnover, I was so up out of my seat. I I almost I was almost blind with excitement when Auburn comes down the other end and Eve Misi blocks the shot at the rim. I was, <laughs> 
I can't even form words right now. I was so excited, man. His kid's barely 18. He should be playing high school basketball right now. He reclassified in his first game. In his first game, he takes over. He takes over in the last five minutes of the game. Freshman, center. Steals the show from a kid who had 30 points tonight. Or 28, whatever Jacoby Walter had. We're going to get to him in a minute. But Eve Meese, man, this kid's impressive. Truly. Um, I was thinking it in the first half. He did wear down a little bit defensively. Um, but this is going to be one of the toughest defensive matchups he has all season, even playing in the Big 12. Um, Janai Broom. Sorry, Janai. I called you Johnny all last show. Janai Broom um, is an excellent interior player. Uh, again, led, led Auburn in points and rebounds last year. Um, first team all SEC selection this year. Uh, first team all SEC last year. He is a good, good player. And Eve Meese was holding his own, man. When Baylor had some trouble, um, Josh O didn't have a glimmering night, a guy who I thought was going to start. Uh, we're going to talk more about him in the in the next segment. But just based off this game, and maybe I'm overreacting, but this was good competition. He played well on both ends of the court. Eve Misi goes up like eight or ten minutes a game for me. Like I thought this kid was going to come in raw, um, he was going to play 20 minutes a game with some good rotation in, in the, in the front court. And that that might change when the conference schedule comes around. Cause you don't know how we, how we'd hold up. This is a 30, 35 minute a night performance. The way the, what he put in tonight, he is athletic. The footwork is excellent, man. Um, that's something that you really see these guys, these big guys, raw, big guys struggle with. And it turns out he's just not that raw. Like his footwork's better than Josh O his, Defense overall is better than Josh O. Not to say that Josh O is terrible, but like Eve Misi came in and he was ready to play college basketball, which I was just not expecting. <laughs> Only gets whatever, five points, I think, five points and five rebounds. Um, but was a, excuse me, 10 points from Eve Misi, 10 points. Um, that was that was a good performance tonight. Um, it was Josh O that had three points, five rebounds. Sorry about that. Um, not a lot from Miro Little, but the other freshman. Of course, Jacoby Walter. And I mean, to be fair, most of the big plays made in this game were by new guys from Baylor, whether it be those two or Ray J. Dennis had a couple. Jaden Nunn had some big defensive plays. So a lot of new guys. But Jacoby Walter, man, this kid's a star. This kid's a star. A five-star was not enough for him. He, he might prove us prove to us that he deserves to be in a league higher than this which he will be at this time next year, man. 28 points, did it from all angles, man. Um, inside, outside, had some good defensive plays, had some hustle plays. That's what really stuck out to me. Um, he had one early in the first half that he closed down from like 15 feet to chase a loose ball on the baseline and, and threw it off the Auburn guy for um, for a possession. And the score was like, nine to seven that's that's hustle man that's that's buy-in and fran was waxing poetic about jacoby walter and to be fair we, this is kind of the things we heard all off season two was that his makeup's just a little different like he is a, a scott drew type of player um, a team first guy um, this is going to sound like a knock I, I promise it's not 
Um, Keontae George was a great player um, for Baylor. I think Jacoby Walter is going to fit in just a little bit better. Um, I mainly because he's not the point guard the way Keontae was, and Baylor didn't have a great backup point guard to Keontae. Adam Flagler's not a natural point guard card either. Um, so Jacoby Walter can be out there as the two, and he can be your most gifted offensive player, your most gifted scorer, and not take you out of your offense. And that was just not the same luxury that they had last year, where a lot of times Keontae was your most talented scorer on the floor. Um, and he would take you out of your offense a little bit, or Adam Flagler was the guy who was usually playing out of position when he would have to play point guard. So that fits Baylor better. Ray J. Dennis is the point guard. Jaden Nunn um, is probably his backup, and he's a stud defender. And Jacoby Walter can put the ball in the bucket. Um, inside, outside, sweetest stroke around. Ask any of the cows. <laughs> that kid can play. That kid can play. Baylor might have two lottery picks. That might be going. That might be a reach for Eve Misi after one game. But I don't care. I'm excited. This is. These are two stud diaper dandies. And when it did come together late in this game, you thought, okay, this is this is what I expected this Baylor team to look like with the depth. The guys they brought him off the bench, um, a good shooting team, but one that can score in the lane. Uh, something that they didn't have last year. They just had no threat in the paint last year. And I kept saying it on, on the show with Drake of, look, they don't they don't need to score in the paint, paint all the time. They don't even need to outscore teams in the paint. They don't need back-to-basket scoring, but they need something. They need a threat. And Baylor would space the floor last year, and teams would let them. I mean, Keontae was a great shooter. He wasn't a terrific penetrator. Same with Adam Flagler. LJ Cryer wasn't going to finish amongst the trees. And now you have that. Ray J. Dennis and Jaden Nunn, especially early in the game, can get in the paint and can score. Your guards can do that. Eve Meese can do that. Jalen Bridges can slash and do that. But where he's most effective is stretching out the defense, which he has the opportunity to do now. Um, and the offensive rebounding is better too. All of those things play into the fact that they dropped 88 points on a good team. This team, this Auburn team is going to be in the rankings in a very deep SEC, by the way. Um, A&M's good. Kentucky's good. Arkansas's good. Uh, Tennessee is the best of those teams. I think A&M might be a little bit better, but this is a deep conference, and and Auburn is going to be added to that as a ranked team. Um, again, 16 in Ken Palm. So take that for for what it's worth, and for me, that's that's worth a lot. Whew. Baylor was really good tonight in stretches. There were times where they weren't that good. And there are some things that they need to work on, not just before the conference schedule comes in, but they've got a tough non-conference schedule um, here in the next month and a half before turning over the calendar. So it wasn't all perfect tonight, but it was pretty darn good. You know me. I've got to do the negatives. Sorry, guys. But first, got to tell you that today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and America's number one sports book. I can't say it enough how great a time it is, especially for us Baylor fans, because college basketball is here. College football is still around. I guess I got to talk about that. NFL, 
NHL, NBA, pickleball. It's all there. And the way to keep up with it and make it all fun is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Okay. That's $150 no matter what if your team wins. Okay. So it's no matter what if your team wins. New customers get $150 in those bonus bets, and it's so easy to use. Man, it's so easy. A caveman, me, can do it. They have spreads, player props, over-unders, anything you can think of. They've got it. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Because again, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet for new customers. No better time to join than now. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So what do they need to work on? I know. I'm just, I'm that negative Nancy. Although, what did that guy call me on Twitter? Hold on. I got to look this up. This is great. Gloomy Gussie. Sorry. I am a gloomy Gussie. So I got to go over that. Um, the one that stuck out that stuck out to me. And I, oh, I, I hate talking about this because I, I just, I genuinely just feel for the guy, Jonathan Chalmuchachua. Started tonight. I, I didn't expect that. Um, I thought it was going to be Josh O. Uh, I don't think he played at all in the second half. Um, God, I feel like I'm about to give a eulogy. He just, he doesn't have the explosiveness anymore. And it's just really sad to see. Um, and I, I just, I wonder what his role is going to be on this team. Uh, talking about the season preview the other day, I thought, you know, he's he might play some more forward than center, but he's going to get good minutes, maybe more minutes than Eve Misi. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, you saw a lot more Caleb Lohner out there. You obviously saw Josh O at center. And Misi were splitting the time at the five. He's just not the same player and not the same defender. Um, he doesn't have the, the lateral quickness. Uh, he was getting exposed early. Auburn had a couple nice plays on both... JTT and Misi actually, where they do a high pick and roll. They'd bring up room to the free throw line. And it was a pick and roll because they wanted that switch and get on the center. And the guard was just going to take him to the paint every time, spread things out, get the big guy at the free throw line. It was game over. And I think Scott recognized that and just said, this is this to be fair. This probably just wasn't the game for JTT. Um, Auburn plays quick. I mean, you saw it um, after made baskets, after misses, they were getting down the floor. And there was a time where Baylor was not defending well in transition. That's why they weren't getting stops after their baskets. Um, and they couldn't go on a run because they weren't playing good transition defense, which was a big knock on them last year. They were putrid in transition. Just awful, awful. I mean, they weren't a good defensive team overall, but um, especially in the paint and in transition, uh, which kind of go hand in hand, to be honest with you. And that's what it looked like again tonight. Um, and it wasn't just Jonathan Chalmachachua for sure, but they did they did clamp that down, which is tougher to do towards the end of the game. But they, they found the legs. They got the rotation in there, which I think that's where the depth is going to help you a lot. Um, they were able to press at times. They were able to break the press. Bruce Pearl's teams always have real good, like almost like the old press Virginia teams with, with Bob Huggins. Um, and Baylor didn't really have trouble with that tonight. Uh, and they, and they cleaned up that transition defense 
And it is such a positive that Eve Misi is able to get in there and not be lost and not be totally raw because I, I, I just think John's role is a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. Uh, and it sucks, man. I mean, this was such a special defensive player. I mean, defensive player of the year in the big 12, two years ago. And um, it just sucks to see that no matter what he tries, he just, I don't know that he has that quickness anymore, but we'll see. I mean, there, there could well be games where, I mean, a, he could just get stronger throughout the season. That, that could be true. Um, it happens. He is still kind of recovering from that injury that happened uh, a year, almost two years ago now, 21 months ago. But the other thing too, is there will be some slow teams in, in this league, in the big 12. Um, they'll be physical as holy hell. But there are some slow teams. Auburn plays a really fast pace. And maybe there are some some games against, I don't know, West Virginia or Oklahoma where it's a half-court game and you really like what JTT can give you um, on the low block still. So I hope that's the case. I really do. I thought Langston Love struggled for much of the game. He did make some, some good plays in the second half, but he was another guy that looked like he was caught in quicksand a little bit, um, especially in that transition defense. He still working out whether he's a shooter or not or a banger down low. I mean, he could be a Marcus Smart type of player uh, for those of you that follow along in the NBA um, at his best. But Jaden Nunn, I think, was such a bright spot um, defensively. I know I've mentioned his name a few times. I'd like to see a little bit more out of him offensively because, again, what I mentioned in the last segment, he, he can drive. He can get to the hole. He can finish amongst the pigs. We saw that in the first half, and he didn't quite get the lanes in the second half. So that's something I'd like to see from him um, because I think it'll be open. I think Baylor's going to space the floor, which they did a few possessions early on really impressively. When none was getting to the basket, um, they were really spacing it. It was a four or five out, and it was cool to see uh, because in the starting lineup, JTT was the tallest guy on the floor. And so I'm like, okay, this is how, this is how they're going to do it. They can. I, I like this team spacing it out a little more than last year's team that was live and die by the three because I think this team's a little more dynamic offensively. So in summation, transition defense needs to get better. Defense overall can be better, but I liked what I saw from them tonight on the defensive end. Like, again, I, I was prepared to come in here and talk about this being a disappointing loss and vibe sucking, but that, don't take this team just off that game because this is a good team. And I mean it. This is a good basketball team. This is a good team, man. They showed some people tonight. They're going to show some people over the next month, month and a half before Big 12 play starts. This, this should be a team, barring major injury, that is better than last year. I hope that means they go further in the tournament. But th this, is a, this is a deep and a talented team. And you know what it really does with the versatility of this offense and how deep this team can be? It, it takes the pressure off some of the guys who just really looked bad at times last year. Jalen Bridges, first couple games of the Big 12 season, we were like, who the heck is this guy? What did we get ourselves into? Langston Love, Caleb Lohner. Caleb Lohner was such a meme last year. Dribbling the ball off his foot, airballing threes. You see him tonight? Offensive rebounds, good defending. 
that's because this team's more versatile. So they still got to work on the transition defense. This defense overall is going to get better game by game, I think. Um, and I, I'd like to see a better shooting percentage in the paint. Again, we don't have the advanced numbers tonight, so I don't know what that is. Um, but you saw it. They missed a lot of bunnies, and that was one of the reasons they couldn't get within six or four for most of that second half. But overall, y'all, this is a really good team. <laughs> it's a really good team. I don't think I'm going to do a full John Brown preview. And I apologize for that. Uh, but the next time you hear me, it will be after that John Brown game. And we'll break that down a little bit. And we'll talk a little more football. I know a lot of you still want to listen to football. And the Bears do play this week. And it's going to be a bloodbath. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. Appreciate you guys. Truly, those of you, like and subscribe if you haven't already. This is the, your number one, your only source for exclusive Baylor content every weekday. Plus on Saturdays, too, during the football season, and again during basketball season, too, because I'm a basketball guy. Thank you again, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been, always will be, Locked on Baylor.